Spirit. I pray, Spirit of God, let your will be done. I pray. Pray tonight. Hide me behind the cross. Oh, use me for your your works. Speak to your people through me. I'm just a clay. You are a potter. I'm just a vessel, and you are the maker. Pray, help me. Pray that anyone under the sound of my voice, let a person be anointed. Let a person's life will be saved in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, tonight, the Spirit of God wants us to raise him on the heaven interest. We are coming to have a Bible study on heaven interest. Or let's say the interest of God. Amen. Amen. The interest, heaven interest. Heaven interest. Heaven interest. And the key scripture is Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. Someone should also open to uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse number 21 to 23. Uh, Madam, you have a, a hard copy Bible. Tuesday service, if you don't come with a hard copy Bible, I'm suck you. Are you getting it? So when you're coming, bring a hard copy Bible. Okay. Uh, someone should open to Hebrews. Sorry, I am opening to Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. Someone should also open to Matthew chapter 7, verse number 21 to 23. And another person should also open to John chapter 10, verse number 17. What is the time? The test by 7 something, right? Mm -hmm. What? 7 14. 7 14. The test by 7 40. I have to close. Amen. Yeah, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, the Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we are all compiled about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily deceit us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that we are compassed about the so cloud, the so great a cloud of witnesses. Amen. Amen. It's a sign that as me and you are on this earth, some people are watching us. Amen. Amen. Those watching us physically and those watching us spiritually. So we are compassed and we are meant to run a race. And the race is of interest to heaven. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 21 to 23. If you are there, you can read it for me. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Yes. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Yes. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name I have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Amen. Amen. So, one thing you need to understand is that in this life, if you really want to do well, if you really want, you really want to have a fulfilled destiny, you need to focus on what heaven is interested about. So this crowd of witness who are physical and spiritual. They are looking up onto you to check whether you walk in this life in the interest of God. The reason why Jesus was saying that not anyone who say Lord, Lord, because you can be saying Lord, but the, the, the interest of heaven is not inside you. Amen. Amen. The interest that not those who say Lord, Lord shall enter shall enter the kingdom of heaven. So it means that people who enter the kingdom of heaven are people who walk by the interest of heaven, the heavenly interest, what heaven thinks, what heaven wants. Amen. Amen. The life that we are living on this physical earth is a race. And when you check normally in the physical race, it doesn't take long. They will just shoot. Then the runners will run and they will finish. So it should, it should tell you that indeed our life that we are living on this earth is very temporal. Because if the Bible says that we are running a race, it's a sign that our life living on
this earth in very what? Temporal. But those who are surrounded us, they are permanent. Amen. Amen. They are permanent. The interests of heaven are the things that moves the Holy Trinity. The interests of heaven are the things that moves the Holy Trinity. When we say the Holy Trinity, we are talking about God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The interest of heaven, because the, the interest of heaven comes with the counsel of heaven. Amen. Amen. And the counsel of heaven is, is formed or is, is commissioned by God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is the Father who planned, it is the Son who administered, and it is the Holy Spirit who manifests. Amen. Amen. So God is mindful of people who always walk by his interest. Once you need to understand that in this life, we have, we have the interest of man. We have the interest of the devil. Or let's say Lucifer. We have the interest of darkness. And this, the interest of heaven simply also corresponds to the interest of the kingdom of light. Amen. Amen. There is no way heaven will smile on you if God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is not happy about you. There is no way. There is no way heaven will smile at you. There is no way this crowd of witness will be happy with you unless the Trinity is happy. So if the Trinity are not happy, if the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are not happy about your life, your manner of life, your way of doing things, your agenda, your motives, your, your intentions, your imagination, the planet that you operate in this life, it's a sign that as you are surrounded by all this cloud of witness, no one will smile with you. Amen. Amen. We read Genesis chapter 6, verse number 1 to, sorry, verse number 1 to 6. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 1 to 6, I read. The Bible says that, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them, then that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that is us, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and after and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and he bare children to them, the same became mighty men, uh, which were of old, men of feeling. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination and every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this one is talking about the Father. Amen. Amen. Yes. So these people were, these particular ladies, they were not moving by the interest of heaven. To the point that the sons of God, which a type of angels, the watchers, when they came, they were sent to help men or help the, 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 the children of men. But the Bible says when they saw that they were fair, which means when they saw that they were fair, they have an affair with them and they give it to Nephilims, Gabriels, and Saints. The Nephilims are the giants. They give birth to tyrannies. They give birth to men of weak wounds. Amen. Amen. That there are some people, they are men of weak wounds. They are possessed. They are like atheists. They don't, they don't fear God. They don't regard it man. They are on their own. Because the, 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 the crossing that begged them or the means of their birth were not male and female. It was 
angels and females. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says it is a repentant God. So you see the reason why the flood of Noah was was pushed on the earth to kill everything because God saw that the, the interest of man is no more in line with the interest of heaven. That man was doing things on his own. Man, the, the, the women were striving to so they said that it's a repentant God, it, it, it pain God. God was not happy. Amen. Amen. So the moment God is not happy, it's a sign that the creation has moved out from the interest of God. The interest of God. And the interest of God that you always want to see is redemption and restoration. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Because ever since the fall of man, God has been eagerly to what? To redeem and restore man into his position. So that's the reason why if you are a Christian, if you are a pastor, if you are an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, and you don't have the heartbeat of sowing, it's a sign that you are out from the interest of heaven. Amen. Amen. Because the interest of God, when man falls, you see, God was much interested in man because man was created in the image of God. So the Bible says, in the image of God created he male and female created he dead. And God has said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish, subdue the earth and take dominion. So man was created in the image and the likeness of God. So when man fell, it was in the interest of God that among all the creation, even with angels, it was only man who was created in the image of God. So if man has lost the presence, man has been what evacuated from where he was formerly positioned, then God has to bring man inside. So this is the reason why John 3 16 comes inside. So when we read Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, he said, I will bring a seed, and this seed shall bruise the head of the serpent. And the serpent shall also bite the heel. And this scripture was fulfilled in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8. He said, For this purpose, that the Son of Man was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So the interest of heaven is a redemption and a restoration of man into his position. So the greatest good, the greatest thing that you can ever do to a person that heaven will smile at you is to win a soul. That's why the Bible says that as the Bible says that the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life, and he that winneth a soul is wise. Proverbs chapter eleven verse eight. Amen. Amen. The fruit of righteousness is the tree of life. The fruit of righteousness is the tree of life. Who is the tree of life? Jesus Christ. The fruit of righteousness. The fruit of righteousness is Jesus Christ. Is the tree of life. And he that winneth a soul is wise. So this is the reason why when Jesus came, he didn't build hospitals. When Jesus came, he didn't build schools. When Jesus came, he didn't command cars. He didn't make things of materialism. But the Bible said when Jesus came, he came to die on the cross in order to save humanity. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Because he knew that he that wins a soul is what? Wise. So that is the reason why Jesus is the wisest man who ever lived. He is the wisest man. That he came, he didn't do anything. He have, he could even walk on the sea. He could command things to happen and to happen because he was God. But he didn't operate by the godly nature inside him to the point that he was not, he was not what misusing the grace or he was not misusing his identity. But rather, he came to fulfill the purpose of the Father and the Holy Spirit to the point that heaven smiled. At him. So the Bible said that let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who taught it not wrongly to be people with God. Though he was a God, but he made himself in no reputation. And he humbled himself as a man. And he died on the cross. But he died on the cross. The Bible said, and the name, as we mentioned the name Jesus, you see, the reason why when we mention the name Jesus, every knee bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord is because. He showcased the interest of heaven. 
Amen. Amen. So this is the reason why Jesus, who is God, who has all power, who has all authority, yet still he died on the cross to save humanity because a soul is a soul and is precious to God. Yes. A soul is a soul. He understood that the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life. He is the tree of life. And he that winneth the soul is wise. So the greatest wisdom, the greatest good that God ever showed in this life is to win the soul because that is the interest of heaven. That is the agenda and that has been the agenda and that will be the agenda till Jesus comes. Amen. Yeah. That is the agenda. The agenda of heaven is to bring man back to the, the, the place of God. It's to bring man back to the presence of God. That is the agenda. That is the agenda. So the greatest good is the so If the Bible says that everyone he went, he was doing good, it means he was preaching. The Bible says he went into the cities and villages, teaching them in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. You see, the reason why Jesus qualified John the Baptist as he was more than a prophet is because John the Baptist, the message of John the Baptist was about redemption and restoration. Yeah. He, he, he showcased the agenda of God. Even though he moved by the spirit and power of Elijah, we didn't see any miracles and any signs and wonders in the ministry of John the Baptist. But the greatest miracle that he did was that he was able to say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And by that, he understood redemption and he was able to introduce the son who was about to redeem the whole world to the point that he even trained some people and he gave it to Jesus. Because Andrews, Andrews and Philip, they were first disciples of John before they followed Jesus. When they heard John talking about Jesus, then they left John and they, 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 what? they went to follow Jesus Christ. Because it is Andrews who introduced his brother Simon to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It was Andrews. It was Andrews. He introduced his brother Simon to Jesus Christ for his brother to become a rock a foundation of the church, a foundation of redemption, a foundation of restoration, a foundation whereby we will take many from the kingdom of darkness, we will take many from the world and bring them to the church and bring them to the kingdom of light and bring them to the presence of God. Amen. Amen. The interest of heaven, heavenly interest. The interest of heaven is to win the soul. Yeah, if you really want heaven to smile at you, it is not the amount of prayer you pray. It is not the amount of fasting you do. All this thing that you are doing is for energy. It's for spiritual empowerment. But if you really want heaven, if you really want to move God, you see, when God is moved, heaven is moved. So if you really want to move God, if you really want to shake heaven, then you need to be a persuasive soul winner. Amen. Amen. You need to be a soul winner. So when you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 30, I'm saying, Great not the Holy Spirit. So when people lose interest in heaven, what, what heaven is talking about, the agenda of heaven, they, they don't only pay God, they also grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, because Genesis chapter 6 is talking about it's a repentant God. The Father and, and Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 30 is talking about great not the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Yeah, and when we read Acts chapter 9, verse number 1 to 16, you will see that when Saul was killing people out of the interest of God, it paid Jesus to the point that the Bible said that when he was going to Damascus, he met Jesus and he said, Paul, what are you? Uh, pulling, why are you pushing again the, 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 uh, the tricks? So Jesus was not happy. Amen. Amen. So when you check the Bible, there was a time God was not happy. There was a time uh, when the Holy Spirit was not happy. And there was also a time when the Son was not happy. Because people were out 
Paul was out of the interest of God. That's why when Jesus met him, he strike him and he became blind for three days. Amen. Amen. Yes. When you grip the Holy Spirit, 99% of your, your, your fulfillment of destiny in this life is gone. Because he is the manifester of destiny. Jesus is the administrator of destiny. The Father is the planner of destiny. It's God who plans you, and Jesus administers you, and the Holy Spirit manifests you. Amen. Yeah, that's, the, that's the reason why he said that if you, even though their operations are different, but they are one. So that's the reason why if you're a believer, you need to embark on the interests of heaven. If you really want to prosper, if you really want to be happy. You see, when Jesus said to Peter that you should go and catch fish, there's no way you can find coin in the mouth of a fish. If there's coins in the mouth of a fish, then the people who are supposed to be rich are fishermen. There's no way you can you catch fish that you find coins. No. Jesus prophetically was proving Peter how to pay debt, how to pay the debt of life, how to function. The best way to function is to win a soul. Because already Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. So he, knew, he understood that Peter, the Bible said that when they saw the boldness of Peter and, and John, uh, Peter, Peter, they saw the boldness of Peter and they saw that these people, they were unlearned, but they saw that they are being with Jesus. And for them to be with Jesus, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. So Jesus understood that they were uneducated and the language that they understand is only fishing. So he was saying that Peter, for us to pay our debt, for us to be free of life, for heaven to be happy with us, for us to be free of nature, for us to break protocol, we need to walk by the interests of heaven. That is so winning. Amen. Amen. Yes. So that's why he said that when you catch the first fish, open his mouth. And when you open his mouth, you see a break of the brilliance. So it's a sign that when people win souls, when people talk to people and they, 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 they need to change. Let me tell you something. God is God and man is a man. God will never do anything unless you read with servants the prophet. This is a sign that God will never do anything on this earth, even though he's God, unless he uses a man. So that is the reason why you have to go out and preach to someone. You have to go out, win souls, talk to someone about Jesus Christ. And when you talk to that person, if that person is a lawyer, he will never be a lawyer of the world. He will never be a lawyer of the devil, but he will be a lawyer of the light. If that person is a bad person, that person will be a good person. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That was what Jesus was trying to tell Peter. That there there is treasures in the mouth of the fish. So which means that as you go out and become fishes of men, there are treasures, there are good things that we smoke up. There is a good thing in that we smoke up. Amen. Amen. That humanizer, that drunkard, that liar, there is truth in that liar. There was, there was what? The spirit of evangelism in the life of the madman of Kadara. You see, when Jesus saw the man, the Bible said he was in tombs. People left him. He was full of demons, legends. But when Jesus liberated the man, the Bible said that the man went and published Jesus. He went and published what Jesus has done in Decapolis. The word Decapolis means 10 cities, which means that it will be like a former Ghana. Amen. Amen. So that person that we are going to talk to, maybe that person is the next evangelist. Maybe that person is the next bishop. Maybe that person is the next pastor. Maybe that person is the next multi-billionaire that God wants to use to showcase the kingdom. Amen. 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 The devil is using many people to showcase that place. That is why when you see good things in people, he brings them to occultism. He brings them to rituals. 
people who join Sakawa. It's not them, it's the devil who has invoked them. And the purpose of them being in Sakawa, the purpose of them being in uh, occultism, join an occult. It's not because the devil wants them to join a court. It's because the devil wants them to steal, to kill, and destroy. The devil has an agenda, and the agenda is to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's why he needs a man. The devil understands that God will never do anything unless he uses a man. That is the reason why he has also employed people in occultism. He has also employed people to be like thieves. He has also employed people perform rituals in order to embark on the on the what on the plan of darkness. Amen. Amen. Yes. That, that is the reason why. So that person that you see evil, if that person is saved and it comes to the light, he will see, he begin to realize the image and the likeness of God in him and he will be like Jesus who went about doing good and healing them that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You see, whenever we talk about healing, healing is not only spiritual healing or sickness. You see, if someone lack, you see, if someone lack, if someone lack money, and someone is a billionaire, and that person has a wicked mindset, but when that person comes to the realization of a, a salvation message of Jesus Christ, and that person is converted, that person will go out just like Jesus. And that person will do good. And he will heal people by their poverty. Amen. Amen. He will heal poverty. So healing is not only as you are sick. No. If someone is broke, someone is financially constrained, and you are able to help the person, it's a healing. And maybe it's not with you. But as you preach to that billionaire, as you preach to that rich man, that multi-billionaire, I get it. That's why you, you also preach the message by healing them that are in captive of poverty by the devil. Because God is with him. Amen. 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 God wants to be with people. God wants to be with people. Amen. So the Bible says that the Holy Trinity becomes happy when the church pursues the redemption and the restoration story of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The church is moving away from the original purpose being called church. He said that he says that I, I, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. The gates of Hades. The kingdom of darkness shall not prevail. But this is a situation the church is moving away. Preaching prosperity is not against. It's, it's not evil. Preaching righteousness is not evil. But, you see, the main focus before you can preach prosperity, before you can preach righteousness, before you can preach anointing holiness, you need people to be saved. Because without salvation, Righteousness will not work. Without salvation, uh, uh, prosperity will not work. Yes, holiness will not work. Anointing will not work. The anointing is for believers. The anointing is not for believers. So that's the reason why you need to save the believer through the redemption, the blood. The blood of Jesus is for unbelievers. Amen. So that's the reason why you need to save them by blood. That the anointing by the Holy Spirit will come upon them. Amen. So that they will also go out and do good. There is good in every person. There is good, whether you see a good, whether small, whether big is a good. Because the Bible makes us understand that there was a time that some people followed Jesus in Matthew chapter 14. Some people followed Jesus and they were angry. They followed Jesus in the far country. The Bible said, Jesus said, what do you have? And the Bible said, there was a small boy. There was a small boy, a lad, who has what? Two fishes and five loaves. And Jesus said, break that. You see, that's the reason why, that's why I'm saying that whether the good is small or big, it's still the good. Because by the goodness 
of this small boy having two fishes and five loaves. The Bible said Jesus took it and he blessed it, and he was able to feed. What Amen. Amen. Yes. So every human being is a wound in a human being. Once you have the image of God, once you have the image of God, there is a wound inside you. So when you read uh, Mark chapter 16, verse number 15, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believe not shall be damned. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You see, those who believe. You see, when you believe, an anointing comes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Jesus said that anyone who believes will be saved. So when you are saved, this signs shall follow them that believe. Meaning, these signs are follow the believers. Amen. An anointing will fall. An anointing to cast out devils. An anointing to speak in new tongues. An anointing to take up serpents. When we talk about serpents, we are talking about spiritual forces, demons. An anointing to drink deadly poison. An anointing that will not be hurt. An anointing that you lay hands on people. You see, you see the reason why the reason why many people believe in hospital than the healing power of the Holy Spirit is because there's too much unbelieving doubt in the system. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Because there's no way, you see, there's no way my Bible tells me that everywhere Jesus went, the good that he was doing that he was taking people to hospitals. He was giving them medicine. No. You see, everywhere he was doing good. How God and God, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and power, what about doing and healing all kinds of sickness and diseases. All kinds of sickness. Sickness. Sickness is caused by devils. Diseases is caused by how you think. Amen. Amen. How we think. Sorry, sickness is rather caused by how you think. Amen. Amen. And the diseases is caused by devils. Amen. Yeah. So anyone who doesn't think correct, anyone who doesn't think right, anyone who doesn't think focus in line with God, you are sick. Yeah. Casting down imagination and every high thing that resolves itself to the knowledge of God and bringing into practice every thought to the obedience of Christ. If this thing, if everything that you are doing doesn't obey Christ, you are sick. And when a demon sees that you are sick, he will cause a disease. Amen. Yeah. But I'm saying, you have God anoint Jesus Christ with power and Holy Spirit, who are about doing good and healing them that were oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him. So the devil is oppressing people, the devil is contaminating people, the devil is suppressing people. Amen. Amen. So that is the reason why you need to cherish salvation. Because the Bible says when Jesus yelled at the books, they kept it tear into two. And 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 the earthquake and break and the, the saints which were in griefs, which were in bondage, which were were were, were limited, they left and went to the holy city. Amen. Amen. So it means liberation. That was where the Spirit of God is, there's liberty. And when the Son set free, is free indeed. And the way Jesus wants people to be set free is by the preaching of the word, is by preaching the salvation message. For this purpose, for this purpose, that the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the doors of the devil. The interest of heaven is that the works of the devil should be destroyed. And how can the works of the devil to be destroyed? The works of the devil will be destroyed in Jesus. 
And the, the interest that Jesus wants us to do is to go to the world and make disciples. Go to the world and make Christians. Go to the world and make sure that Jesus is in them. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Amen. Yes. So this evening, this is what the Spirit of God said I should come and tell you. That you need to embark. Focus. If you really want a good life, if you really want a fulfilled life, if you want heaven to smile at you, if you want heaven to watch you, it's not my prayer. It's good to pray because the apostles said we give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Prayer empowers you. Prayer empowers you. It energizes you. Jesus said that what I pray is to fall into trial. For the flesh is weak. Uh, but the spirit is willing. So for you to energize your spirit, for you to empower your spirit is prayer and the word. But the main agenda of you praying and also eating the Bible is not for you to prosper. It's not for you to do well, but for you to win souls. Because he said, I wish, God has already declared that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul also prospered. Okay. Yeah. I wish above all things that you prosper. Who is the you? The spirit. So when we come born again, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Who is talking about your spirit? All things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 21, it said that for, for, for the one who was without sin was meant to sin for us all, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So I wish about what things that you prosper. When you talk about prosperity, it's not about money. When you talk about prosperity, we mean good journey. It means to a fulfilled destiny. If you see the, the difference between Lazarus and the rich man is that the rich man was financial, was was having material resources, but in the sight of God, he was not prosper. Yeah, he was not a prosper person. Because I wish about all things that you prosper is a spirit. That God is not. I wish about all things that you prosper and be in good health. That is your body. Even as your soul prospered, good journey. So when you talk about prosperity, you are talking about good journey. And the, 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 the good journey that will ever happen to a man is to see yourself in heaven, that Jesus will say, good and faithful servants. You are welcome. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the rich man, he had everything on this earth, but he was not welcome in heaven. The son of the man was not prosperous. When you read Revelation chapter 3, the Bible says that you, you say you are rich, but you don't know that you are righteous. You are poor. <laughs> eh? let's, let's read the scripture that we close for you. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 15. The Bible says that. He said that. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 15. Revelation chapter 3. He said that I know thy works. You see, all of us sitting around here, eh? God knows each and every one who is here. He said, I know thy ways, that thou neither cold nor hot. You see, a cold, the cold re represents unbelievers. The hot represents the believers. So he said, I know you, that you are not either an unbeliever or what? A believer. I want that. I will thou wet cold or hot. So you see, God, God wants you to be either, just make a choice, either you are a believer or you are a believer. So that because thou art lukewarm, you see, a lukewarm person is a believer and an unbeliever combined. A believer who has the characteristics of an unbeliever, that's a lukewarm person. A believer who does everything like an unbeliever, you are a lukewarm person. That is, you see, when we Matthew, the Bible says that the eye, eh, when the eye is full of light, but when the eye which is full of light becomes dark, how great is that darkness? Amen. Amen. Yeah, that is a good war. 
So if you are in the light, you are in the light. If you are in darkness, you are in darkness. But lukewarm is a believer in the light, but everything about him is full of darkness. Neither cold or hot. And look at what God will happen to God will do to someone who is a lukewarm, someone who is a believer, having the characteristics of an unbeliever. He said, I will spit thee out of my mouth. Because thou said, I am rich. And increase with goods, and have need of nothing, and knoweth not that thou art wretched, and miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of my gold, tried in fire, that thou might be rich, white and white uh, raiment, that thou might be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eyes, that thou mayest see. Amen. As many as alive, I will look, I chastise, be zealously, therefore, and repent. Amen. Amen. So, at least God was giving a true picture of riches. <laughs> Someone who is rich, when you are refined by the interest of God, when you move by the, 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 the counsel of heaven, when you walk by the mindset of God, He said, Come and try of my gold. God has a gold. Come and try of my gold. Come inside and you'll be rich, too rich. And I'll, and I'll push away your miserable, blind nakedness. So you, they, they'll say that, you say that you are rich. You, you, you are increased of goods. So don't be, don't, you see, don't be deceived. You see, don't be deceived when you see someone increase of goods. Don't be deceived when you see someone say that I am in need of nothing. Don't be deceived when someone say to himself that he is rich. Don't be deceived. It is God. When God says you are rich, you are rich. When God says you are increasing goods, that is the increase of goods. Because it is God who said to Abimelech that return the man, his wife, and let him pray because he's what? A prophet. Abraham never declared himself a prophet. It was God who declared him a prophet. And because he was a, a good prophet, he was a prophet who moved by the agenda of God. When God was about to even destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible said, God said, let me, let me tell this man what I'm coming to do. Because I know that this man, he will command himself and his household to save me. Amen. When God, when God sees that you are moved by his agenda, he can tell you many things. He did mysteries. Can tell you many things because the Bible says, Let men let men count on you as what ministers of God and as what mysteries of the kingdom of God, of what mysteries of the kingdom, mysteries of God, stewards of the mysteries of God. So, you see, in, in, in even pastors, in among preachers, ministers, we have people called the ministers of Christ and we have people who are called the stewards of the mysteries of God. And until you become heavy minded, you become moved by the agenda of heaven. That is by sowing the heartbeat of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you will never be a steward of the mysteries of God. For him to say that, moreover, it is required a steward that a man be found what? Be faithful. Yes. Yes. So that's the reason why if you are a believer. You should pray. Paul said, it is my heartbeat and prayer that Israel might be saved. It's the, the, the prayer that you need to pray as a believer is a prayer of salvation. Pray that your family will be saved. Pray that your mother will be saved. Pray that, see some of you are sitting here, you never, have never prayed that your mother should be saved or your father be saved. You pray that you should be rich. And you are forgetting that after they are riches, they can go to hell. You see, when, when my grandfather died, I had a revelation. And, and that revelation, I had a revelation, he died, and he died. I, I got prick in my heart. So I went faster. Even though God said that when my grandfather is, is good, and I was at peace. But I went faster, and I made sure my grandmother, my mother, and my sister were born again. Yes, I gave them water call because I cried that day. And I, I felt so. You see, if you're a Christian, the first thing that you should ever even make sure your family are having is right standing with God. Because when a person is saved, 
He has a right standing with God. So if you are here, you are praying that this one will be rich, this one should do well. I'm telling you, when the person dies, you'll be like the rich man in hell. Yes. He was rich. He fed powerfully. He fed powerfully the Lazarus. But the Bible says, you see, even though it's not good for you to think like Lazarus and go to heaven, no. Because God said, I wish I'm not until you prosper and be good health as your soul prosper. Amen. Amen. So which means that if Abraham became successful, if Abraham was rich, you can be rich. But your mind should not be on the material riches. Your, the what your mind should be is that heaven, heaven riches. You make sure your mother is safe, your sister is safe, your siblings are safe, your cousins are safe, your children, your children are safe, your wife, your husband is safe. That should be your mindset before you think about prosperity. Because he told Joshua that let this book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate it day and night that will make your way prosper and have good success. So which means that when, when the word of God, when people encounter Jesus, which is the word of God, the book of the law. Because Jesus said, I didn't came to destroy the law, neither the prophet. I came to fulfill it. So which means that the law, the Torah, is Jesus. So let this book of the law. So God was saying that let the people be closer to Jesus Christ. And when they become closer to you, they will have their way will prosper and they will have good success. You see, in this life, if you really want to do well, and you have your own interest, I'm telling you, you feel, you struggle. I see many people having their own interest in this life, they are best candidates of distraction. The Bible says hell and distraction never fool. There's a way between hell and distraction. The hell is a demon, distraction is a demon, Abaddon. You remember the Bible said, and I saw a, I saw a, a, someone sitting on a horse, and the name was what hell, and the one who followed is called what distraction, Abaddon or Apollo. So the Bible said hell and distraction, Isaiah chapter five, hell and distraction never fool. So as the eyes of a man never satisfied. So if you walk in this life by your interest, you will be a best candidate for hell. There are many people they are not in hell, but they are already experiencing hell. They are not happy. Someone has money. I read a story about a woman who has a cancer. The woman was posted and he went to the hospital and he said, Doctor, take this money and make sure that the cancer goes. And the doctor said, I cannot. And the woman came out from the, 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 the office and he threw the money away. At the hospital, and said, "What, what, what, what at all can I get for money if money cannot save me?" Yes. So people have money, but they are in hell. They are suffering. They are crying. The greatest thing that you will ever have in this life is everlasting life in Jesus. Yes, everlasting life. You have an everlasting life. And when you have everlasting life, Jesus will make you rich. You make you taste. You see, the blessings in this life are for people who understand everlasting life. Because you see that the one who was who was rich was meant to be poor, that we might be rich. Second uh, Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 9, verse number 8, the Bible says that the one who was rich was meant to be poor that we might be rich. So it's a sign that riches, or let's say material blessings, is part of the salvation. That's why I say that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. So which means you should locate the supreme power of God to rule and is have a right standing with God and all other things. We give which means we speak and it will happen. Yeah. Adam spoke and it came. Adam said and it was so. 
Amen. Amen. Now, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you don't live by the language of this world. You live by the language of heaven. What is the language of heaven? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. That's the language of heaven. Faith. The creative ability of God in man. Faith is the creative ability of God. When Bible makers say without faith, it is impossible to please even they that come to must believe in his and he is the rewarder to them that diligently seek him. The Bible said that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things no see. The Bible says, by faith we know that the elders receive what good report, and by faith the world, the whole world was formed by faith. Everything you see in this life, so which means that God speaks by faith. And when God was creating man, he, he made man uh, what, an example of himself as a creative ability. Amen. Amen. Yes. So this is the reason why you need to win the soul. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It is the interest of heaven. It is the interest of heaven for you to be a soul winner. If people are not winning a soul, let me tell you something. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be moved by what you see around you, like big, you see a big church cast. Don't be moved by that. Don't be moved by that. Move, be moved by the number of people who are saved using the cast. The number of people who are saved during that meeting. That, 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 that should be what should move you. Because the message of a prophet, the message of an apostle, a, a pastor, or whatever, is to bring redemption and restoration. That's the, that's the primary message. But Jesus is the embodiment of the fivefold ministry. He did everything. He worked as an apostle. He worked as a, a prophet. He worked as a teacher. He worked as an evangelist. He worked as a pastor. <laughs> but alongside all what he did, what the Bible said that. He went into the city preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. So don't be moved. You see, two, two prophets, they don't, they, they, you see, it's not, it's not, two prophets are not moved by prophetics because it's the basic thing they can do. Two prophets are moved by redemption and restoration. They are moved by so many a true prophet. Any true apostle, any true prophet, a true evangelist, a true pastor and teacher is moved. Even any true singer, singer. Yeah, there are many people they sing, they sing for fame, they sing for power, they sing for self glory. That's, that's foolishness and stupidity. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's not the purpose of you singing. That's not the purpose. You are, you are meant to sing so that the glory of God will come and touch someone and that person will receive Christ. You're not meant to sing to, to make people, motivate people, to, to make people say, hey, Charlie, your voice is sweet. No, Charlie. We don't sing for people. We sing to God to come down and touch people to be, to be saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Be on your feet as you I want you to pray. I want you to pray. That God should empower you.